Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us on this Wednesday morning for today's show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to hit that like button, and please do subscribe to the channel. Also, hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next podcast is up on the platform now if you like listening to us on podcast players there's a link down below that will bring you to a website where a vast array of podcast players can be found and finally if you do like the show if you want to support the show if you want to help the show you can do so by buying us a coffee in the link down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com so now that that's all done and dusted let's jump into some of those trending stories here in thailand today and the first one is coming out of phuket family dispute leaves a British tourist stranded in Phuket without money or a passport. A tourist from the United Kingdom found himself without travel documents or money after a family dispute led to his wife leaving with his passport and some family belongings. The man's predicament came to public attention after a report by the Phuket Tourist Police. The case was reported last night among other accounts of tourist police officers assisting foreign visitors in various complex situations. The Phuket office of the Tourist Police Bureau did not disclose the name of the British man and concealed his face in the photos. The exact date of the incident was not revealed but is believed to have taken place either on October 14th or during the current week. One of the photos clearly shows an official wearing a vegetarian festival t-shirt. A tourist from the United Kingdom approached tourist police seeking assistance regarding an argument with his wife. The woman left the hotel with her spouse's passport so he requested help in tracking her down and retrieving his passport and money, noted Phuket tourist police. The unnamed tourist explained that he had already paid for his return tickets but could not board the flight without his passport and he had no money even for basic necessities. Police officers provided the tourists with temporary accommodation and contacted Phuket Bus Terminal to arrange a seat on a Bangkok-bound bus for the man, allowing him to contact the British Embassy and make arrangements for his return home, reported Phuket Tourist Police. The police did not clarify whether it was deemed appropriate to assist in tracking down the British man's wife, as he initially requested. One of the photos published by the Phuket Tourist Police shows the man seated on a bench at Phuket Bus Terminal 2, the stranded departure point for Bangkok-bound buses. Just like most foreign tourist embassies, the British Embassy in Bangkok can issue an emergency travel document that permits a British national to travel to the UK from abroad when they cannot use their passport. Typically, this document is valid for a single or return journey, yet the application costs £100 and credit or debit card is needed for payment. So, very, very strange incident. Firstly, why the police did not try to track down the man's wife. I don't quite understand what's going on there. It's completely, she stole his passport, and as we all know, and it's clearly written on it, the passport, your passport is the property of the person and the property of the government. So anybody holding on to your passport for any reason is deemed illegal. So I just don't understand why the police didn't understand that. I mean, if you put that into a Thai person situation and it was a Thai person abroad, they would expect that whoever took their passport will be tracked down and that passport retrieved. Now, there's no mention of whether this woman has gone back to the UK already or what happened. She left them with no money, which I mean, obviously we don't know the other side of the story here and everything. But at the end of the day, taking somebody's passport from them is an illegal act. And it should be, and the police should, I think, definitely use 
this for a case study for the future on how to deal with things like this. We always hear things like never leave your passport with a rental company. Why? Because it's illegal. They're not allowed to do so. So why would somebody be allowed to take your passport and head back to the UK and leave you without one? But nevertheless, hopefully, there's been no really follow-up to this story, but hopefully he gets sorted out that, you know, common sense prevails. Maybe the wife returns the passport and gives him some money so he can get back home. But hopefully all that... Uh, you know, comes together. Of course, if they came together, surely they're leaving on the same flight as well. So that would be another way to try to track her down. Just a thought. But nevertheless, let's move along. So interesting news that's been coming out this week and something from the government. The government are to allow Russians to stay up to 90 days without visas. Thailand will allow Russian citizens to visit for longer periods in a bid to boost tourism during peak travel seasons, a government minister said. Starting from November, Russian visitors may enter Thailand visa-free and remain in the country for a maximum of 90 days, up from the current 30 days until the end of April 2024, the tourism minister Sudawan Wang Supakasol told reporters in Bangkok. 923,000 Russians visited Thailand in the year to August, ranked fifth behind visitors from Malaysia, China, South Korea and India, according to data from the Tourism and Sports Ministry. Some 1.5 million Russians travelled to Thailand in pre-pandemic 2019 and spent about $3.3 billion, making them the third largest spenders according to official data. The government is counting on foreign tourist arrivals to increase economic growth, though a recent shooting incident in a Bangkok shopping mall may have dented the country's appeal to Chinese visitors, who may also enter without first applying for visas. About 590,000 Chinese travellers still had confirmed flights and hotel bookings to Thailand as of October 14th, down from the 650,000 registered before the shooting, according to government spokesman Chai Wachanak. Overall, Thailand is forecast to receive up to 30 million tourists this year, more than double the total in 2022. Russians are going to get now 90 days visa-free into Thailand. Sounds great if you're Russian. What about the Europeans who all come here who are only given a, a 30-day stamp when they come in and have to fork out money for visas if they want to even stay 60 days? What about Americans and the same thing? Why is it only the Russians that are being rewarded for very bad behavior here in Thailand, overly uh, aggressive takeovers of certain areas within Phuket. As we all know, Russian mafia styles working out of Phuket and various other parts of Thailand. So they're being rewarded in essence for bad behavior, while the people who, you know, come to Thailand, keep the heads down and, you know, follow the rules and regulations fairly easily or, you know, fairly normally are the ones who are continued to have to you know, uh, go with only a 30 days each month. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. If the government wished to give Russians 90 days, that's fine. But I think it should be across the board. If you want to increase tourism and have people staying longer, then why don't you increase it above, the, you know, straight across the board for everyone? Why only Russians? And they don't answer that question. Oh, well, maybe they spend a bit of money, they spend a little bit of money. But by having longer visa-free entries, you are setting things up for people to do kind of more illegal activities within the country under the the guise of a 90-day stay. And is there anything to stop them from leaving the country, coming back in and get another 90 days? Will immigration be actually cracking down on that or not? It's hard to say, but I do think it's a rather unfair situation. And I'd love to know, guys, what you think about it all down below in the comment section there. Now, moving along, another very strange story coming out of Thailand. Ambulance driver probed over snack stop during an emergency. 
Nakan Nayak Hospital has ordered an investigation into an incident in which the driver of one of its ambulances, with a patient in critical condition on board, stopped on the way to hospital to pick up deep-fried bananas. The hospital sent its representatives to apologise to family of Samai Tonkard, 64, who was being rushed to the hospital with difficulty breathing on October 13th. On the way to the hospital, the driver stopped briefly to pick up the snack from a roadside vendor. It is reported that the driver ordered it online and told the vendor to wait and pass him the food on his way to the hospital. The brief stop was witnessed by Samai's daughter, Suchada Mali, 32, who was in the ambulance with her ill father. The incident came to light after Suchada complained about it on social media after her complaint to the hospital produced no results. Suchada said she told the hospital representatives that she does not want such an incident to happen to anyone else. I wish to know what will happen to the ambulance driver, she said. She was told that the hospital is investigating the incident. On Monday, the hospital issued a statement giving the timeline of the incident. It said the stop, which should not have happened, lasted only three seconds. Samai was admitted to the hospital for diagnosis and treatment and was discharged the following day after his condition had returned to normal. This story is a bit of a bizarre one. So what they're basically saying is in the hospital, instead of just apologizing and said, look, we're going to set up SOPs to ensure this doesn't happen in the future. Let's come out with some bullshit excuse. So basically what they're saying is, is that he basically was driving along the road and he had ordered it online with a message saying, you know, I'm going to come by, just hold it out. I'll pick it up on my way. So that sounds, I mean, you know, fine. Let's think about this like this. So you have an emergency, you're rushing somebody to hospital. You're rushing them to hospital. Could be life or death. You don't know. You're an ambulance driver. You've got the sirens on. You know, the blue lights are flashing. And on the way, you decide, well, I'm feeling a bit peckish. So instead of focusing on the road, by the way, nobody said any of this. He pulls out his mobile phone while driving, because obviously this must be the only way it could have happened. Flicking through, grab or bolt or whatever, you know, grab or whatever the other app is, um, Food Panda, whatever it was. He's flicking through, oh, I'll have a nice bit of fried banana. That's a great idea. Let me get online there, Lord, a bit of fried banana. You know, so he's doing all this on his mobile because there's no real other way this can happen, right? Because he's driving somebody in an emergency. So he's picked somebody up. He's in an emergency situation and he hops on the phone. I'm going to order myself up a bit of fried banana on the way. That's what I need. This is what this situation calls for. Me focused on me phone, order me fried banana and then I'll stop really quickly, pick it up along the way, because I could get hungry along the way. You know, ah, there's a fella in the back, life or death situation, who knows, but I need me fried banana. Look, I don't care if you need fried banana. I don't care about any of this. If you're a driver of an ambulance, right, and you're on the way to a hospital in an emergency situation, your only focus should be getting the passenger, the patient in the back from A to B as quickly as possible and as safely as possible. And that's the only two things you should be worrying about. Not worrying about your fat stomach along the way. Not worrying about ordering your food online and worrying about, oh, I'm a bit hungry. Focused on the job. And as for this hospital. Now, this hospital, as I said, instead of coming out and just apologizing, saying we're going to make sure this never happens. Oh, let's throw a few. Ah, sure. We're investigating it. But it was only three seconds, you know. Rather than coming down and saying, you know what, this will never happen again. That driver's been suspended. We're going to give him training and then he'll be back on the job after that. But we're going to ensure this never happens. It's a typical Thai way to do things. You know, let's not lose any face. So we'll have excuses. I'm tired of hearing excuses all the time. 
from companies and hospitals and and the government when they all do something wrong instead of just apologizing and ensuring it doesn't happen again they all have to give you some nonsense excuse that you all know is just bullshit would it be great if these hospitals and companies and everything just came out and said you know what we're in the wrong hands up that's it we'll make sure it doesn't happen again but that's not how they operate here they will never take responsibility for anything and it's a great shame but that is the way it is here but nevertheless i'd love to know your opinion on that all too and what you think about the whole situation now i got a bit of an email somebody sent me something true the last day and i wanted to read it because it's something they saw online and i thought it'd be interesting for us to have a quick discussion about it today so the topic that was posted online was can't stand thai food and uh from a, a guy a tourist i guess i've been in thailand for a couple of days now and i have to say that the food isn't really as great as people say in fact i'd say it's bad i went to kausan road i like had eight bud lights and some of the street food and i couldn't finish the street food they gave me i just threw it away and kept buying more until i found something i liked i never did i ended up going to mcdonald's and getting a big mac meal and was five times better than any of the food they gave me. Does anyone else feel this way? I guess I'm kind of spoiled with the food I have back home in America. Although it's nice to see KFC, McDonald's, even Subways are coming to Bangkok recently. Edit. Not sure why people are bashing McDonald's. There's literally over 40,000 worldwide. Obviously it has good food. So I don't know if this is actually a troll post or whether or not he was deadly serious. So we'll delve into some of it. Firstly, I don't, I kind of think it could be a bit bullshitty as well because, I mean, I've never seen Bud Light in Thailand. Do they have Bud Light in Thailand? Legitimate question, by the way. Do they have, I know they have Budweiser, but do they have Bud Light? But then nevertheless, he is, his, his whole vision, his whole perception of Thai food has come from eating on Khao San Road. Now, I'm not quite sure if that is the place to be enjoying your Thai food. From my experience, when you're in very, very touristy areas, you seem to get the dumbed down version or the foreigner version of Thai food, you know, not spicy, very little heat and kind of cooked to a Western standard rather than the authentic tastes that you would get here in Thailand if you, you know, ventured outside of tourist areas. So I think possibly he's come across, if it is a real post, of course, but there's a little bit of you know the mcdonald's thing as well i mean mcdonald's is fine once in a while look we all i think i am prone to mcdonald's once in a while but i wouldn't say it's fine gourmet food and i certainly wouldn't hold it up as better than thai food or a nation of thai food i think we've all seen many many very good polls around the world in relation to food and thai food always ranks in the top you know five to ten of different categories i i I think his vision maybe of of food in general is just obscured a little and possibly needs to get out of the tourist areas and start eating in areas where thai people eat and you'll soon notice the difference between that thai food and obviously the the food that's been created on khao san road and other tourist you know, hot spots. I think I've seen recently, I mean, many curries here in Thailand getting top awards around the world. And, uh, you know, Penang curry, red curry, Massaman, the yellow. Then you have noodle dishes, which, I mean, even if you go and have a noodle dish, you know, a tourist area versus outside, there is a remarkable difference and soups and things like this. So I, I don't really agree with what he says. Now, in terms of how food is cooked differently for foreigners versus Thai people, I'll give you a quick story and we'll move on to the last story of the day but many years ago when i first brought my wife to ireland my friends decided that it would be a great idea to 
head to a Thai restaurant for lunch, of course. My wife hadn't had Thai food for a while, so she was game and said, yeah, I'd love to go to a Thai restaurant in Ireland and we'll see what it's like. So we went in anyway and we're at the table and we all order. My order, my wife ordered a, a Tom Yum uh, prawns anyway. So she, her soup arrives at the table and, you know, she uh, starts to taste and she looks over at me and I says, what's wrong with you? And she's oh, it's terrible. I says, what do you mean? She's got no flavor at all. So I taste it. She's, I said, that's shocking. That is. So anyway, the the waiter came over. Now the waiter was Thai, but he seemed to have not picked up that my wife was Thai at the time. So he says to her, and he asks her in English, oh, is the soup all right? And my wife kind of said no. And uh, then he looked at her a bit more. And then he, in Thai, he asked her, are you Thai? And of course, she turned around and spoke back to him. Yes, I'm Thai. And the expression on his face dropped. He immediately apologized and said he thought she was actually Filipino first. And then he he, he was profusely apologizing because bottom line was he would never have served her that soup if he had known she was Thai. So what he did was he took the soup. A few minutes later, he came back with a new soup, new tom yum. He brought, brought it back up and my wife tasted and said it was delicious. Now it turns out the soup that he brought her up the second time was the soup that the staff in the kitchen had made for themselves. All Thai staff working in the kitchen. And it turned out that the soup that the staff were having was the authentic soup. And the one that they were giving the foreigners or the, the Irish people in the restaurant was the very, very dumbed down version of it. So it just goes to show you, no matter where you're in the world, Thai food is often served wrongly and and not in the manner it's meant to be because a lot of different nations can't handle the spice or can't handle the heat of their food. And so it ends up getting dumbed down. And some Thai food can be quite harsh, as we know. If you have like some of these like geng pa or something, it can be tough to drink, you know, have it at the beginning. But when you do get used to it, it is very, very delicious. Anyway, I'd love to know your opinion on Thai food and what you think about what's your favorite dish here in Thailand. And would you, you know, would you agree with this guy's kind of comments on a forum or what would you think about it? I'd love to know as always your comments down below in the comment section. And finally, tourists are being warned not to bring pork into Thailand. So tourists planning to visit Thailand have been reminded of the ongoing prohibition of unregulated imports of pork products into the country, including for personal consumption. Sniffer Dog, collectively known as Inspector Beagle, continue to conduct baggage inspection at international airports to detect any meat products that may potentially contain viral strains of African swine fever. It's a good job I didn't bring me old sausages from Ireland back with me when I was home. The warning was published in the Phuket Info Centre on Saturday aimed to inform tourists and local residents about the ban on pork imports. Supporting the thesis, the page shared images of the most recent sausage bust by Inspector Beagle at Swanapum Airport in Bangkok and corresponding posters by the Department of Livestock Development. Details of the bust were not disclosed by the Phuket Info Centre, but can be found on the DLD Quarantine and Inspection Canine Unit page on Facebook. They were very proud of what Mr. Beagle was up to. So just for people who are coming here, do not bring pork into Thailand. Now, when I came back, I, I will admit I didn't see any sniffer dogs or anything like that. And that was in Phuket International Airport. But I mean, they are around and those dogs do exist. So uh, I read in a similar article that uh, a lot of Chinese people keep getting caught bringing stuff in, which 
obviously i mean if you ever watch um some of those uh, australian customs as well it's always the chinese that seem to always get caught bringing in large amounts of food that they're not meant to be bringing in so i guess it's the same problem here in thailand they're probably not as strict i guess as they would be maybe in other countries because i do find that customs is often unmanned at phuket international airport or at least you don't see them but nevertheless just just a warning if you are planning to well that's it for today folks hope you enjoyed the show we'll see you in the next couple of days as always uh you know have a great day and please do stay safe but ultimately with this story or anything else that stood out to you today i'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below because yes this is a new show but it's also a conversation now keep that conversation going make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.